Hello, hello, it's Tash and Rome. Welcome to or welcome back to It's Saturday, your personal self-care pod where you can escape the work week and unwind with your two besties, no matter what day of the week it is, but for us, it's Saturday. We have a really special episode for you guys. It's not only my birthday episode, but we have a very special guest here today, Cody Nickel. Welcome to Saturday. Welcome. Thanks for having us, guys. I like how dialed that intro was. <laughs> yeah. 25 yeah, episodes. That, eh? 25 right. episodes later, we got it down packed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Love that. yeah, so for those who don't know Cody, Cody is one of Ottawa's top bartenders. He has over a decade of experience in the hospitality industry. Um, he's founder of Hospitable Nickel, which is a consulting company that elevates the bar experience for their clients um, by providing them with a full range of bar solutions and um, things like menu design, staff training, and so much more. And if running his own business wasn't enough, Cody also works as the on-premise manager for Red Bull Canada, and he's currently in the works of opening up his own restaurant. So busy amazing. guy busy boy a little bit keeps me out of trouble or gets me into it yeah. depending on the day depending on the day i <laughs> yeah. love that so i want to know first of all like we went to university together yep. and i know there's no mixology program at carlton so like what did you take in school and yeah. how did you go from carlton university to getting into the hospitality industry so i uh, actually started out at carlton uh doing international law and human rights based law okay um where I kind of got into the bar scene was actually started in high school. I was selling tickets to club nights in Hull. If you're from Ottawa, <laughs> you know that you run across the river to Quebec, Mexico to go party. I might have bought a ticket yeah, from you. Yeah, there you go. So that was kind of the, I guess, what started everything going. And then um, my dad comes from a, you know, like a traditional kind of blue collar family from Windsor. And um, he paid for his university tuition by managing the campus pub at York University. So as oh, soon as cool. I made the decision to go the school route, um, it was very much like, hey, you know, great job as a, for a student would be getting the hospitality, you know, bar yeah, down, bar back, money. get some money to pay for the tuition. Yeah. And then yeah. just kind of turned into a passion pretty quickly and kind of quickly realized that that's what I wanted to do instead of follow the law school dream. And, uh, you know, here we are. And you haven't looked back. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So I have a question for you. So yeah. I know you you make all sorts of drinks. So what's <laughs> your favorite drink you would say? And we're going to, for everyone watching with video, we're going to actually make some cocktails today. Yes. If you don't have your video on, turn it on because it's really going to add to the experience. This Cody's going to really show us everything. Yeah. About we'll have some cocktails. fun with this for this sure. This setup is insane. It's guys. insane. This is absolutely insane. And we're also not in our regular studio, as you can tell. We're at Cody's apartment. Um, but yeah, what's your favorite drink to make? And then what's your favorite drink to enjoy? What would you say? Favorite drink to make isn't a specific drink. It's always okay. what the client wants or what the oh, client likes. So, okay. I mean, when I'm doing special events or menu designs for, for weddings or, you know, Montreal F1 weekend, stuff like that, it's part of the creative process with the client of deciding, you know, what yeah. are your favorite flavors? What are your favorite styles? What kind of alcohol do you like? Yeah. Right. Cause everybody's different. Everyone's Palette is different. so subjective. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to be surprised to hear, but I'm more of a wine guy. I, I drink oh, wine personally. Oh, red or white? Um, depends what I'm eating. Okay. Uh, if I'm drinking just wine by itself, probably a French red, like a, like a Bordeaux or something like that. But gotcha. um, Yeah, I know I geek out mostly on, on the spirits uh, and like the history of the spirits and how it's made. And yeah. um, the cocktails is just a, a cool way to kind of present that or to create an idea behind how that alcohol is made. That's okay. really cool. And if you love wine so much, would you ever become a sommelier? 
So I've got a couple of trainings already. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. but uh, something I definitely like to pursue and write a couple exams and yeah. add that to the resume. Okay, oh cool. God. And when you're making drinks for your clients or for yourself in general, like even for tonight, for example, like mm -hmm. where do you pull your inspiration from? Experiences, places. Yep. So I just got back from Oaxaca, Mexico. So yes. I figured we'll do a little Oaxacan theme night and show yes. you guys some of, the, cool. some of the cool products that I was able to bring back. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, it's always, I find that there's always an added layer to making cocktails if you can make a story behind it, yep. right? And especially in competition or uh, on a cocktail menu, it's, it's telling a story to your guest and, and how do you portray that story through the glass, essentially. Wow. That's so cool. So what do we have here today? Like, it, run us through kind of what is on the table right now. All right, so you probably had tequila before yes, in your life at I some love point. Tequila. Once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the good stuff, maybe the shitty stuff, depending on the yeah. day. Um, so tequila is a kind of mezcal. Mezcal is like saying uh, whiskey. You have a number of different types of whiskey from all oh, over the world, different that. countries. So tequila is actually just one type of mezcal. There's about okay. 30 different types. So wow. I brought it back a really cool one that I've actually never even tried before. So this is going to be a first for today. Wow. Um, and then what's cool about this distillery, um, so this is called the Del Maguey series. So I might butcher the history here a little bit, but um, there's essentially this famous uh, artist down in New Mexico who fell in love with the Oaxacan culture and the Mezcal culture. And when you go down there, it's all these little families who own their own little plots of land. And a lot of times they just make Mezcal for themselves. It's okay. like, a, like a family beverage, yeah. let's say. So, what they do is they go down, they, they interact with these small families, and they purchase the mezcal from them, do these uh, really cool, funky logos, yeah. rebottle and redistribute it, and then bring the money back to Let the little see. villages. Wow. So um, they give you these okay. little info cards. So it tells you the exact kind of plant that's, that's made. It even has a picture on the other side of cool. what the agave looks like. So agave is actually kind of succulent. A lot of people think it's a cactus. Yeah. Um, and basically what they do is they dig them up and it looks like a pineapple and they take the heart of the pineapple or what you'd call the pina. They oh. chop it up, throw it in the ground, uh, bake it for a week and then oh gosh, crush so it up and work. then they distill it. Wow. So similar to how tequila is made, but tequila is made in these really cool brick ovens. So the difference is that this gets baked in the ground. So it gets a really kind of earthy, smoky. Smoky. Because I was going to yeah. say, I've had mezcal and it's way smokier than okay. anything else I've tried. Like, really? But what's cool about that category is because they all grow at different altitudes and different kinds of soil and they're all processed differently, you could have one that almost tastes like a gin, then one that almost tastes like a scotch. And they're kind of all over the place. So it, it's kind of a cool spectrum of products. And I, I just love the culture behind it. So it's one of my favorite kinds of spirits. Oh my gosh, I'm so love excited it. to try I'm that. So excited. Yeah, we're going to be making some mezcal palomas today. <laughs> okay. I brought you guys gosh. back some some worm salt. Wow. I know you are uh, a, a little nervous salt. about that, but <laughs> I've actually been looking for that stuff for yeah. a long time. You can't really get it here, obviously. And then yeah. the other kind of salt that we have is called chipolines, uh, which is crickets. Um, so Pretty down there, traditionally, they would bring you a little bowl of kind of deep fried chile barbecue style crickets okay. that you would eat as a snack. But I brought it back as a salt form. So we're going to do it with orange slices. Oh we got God, some limes yum. there. I'm so I made a little excited. bit of an orange blossom honey syrup that we can use in our cocktails today, too. Oh, okay. my gosh. I yeah. am so excited. Okay. Awesome. So we can maybe you can get started on kind of making a drink for us. And then I can. Should ask we start you? with a me just mezcal by itself? Let's do oh, it. my gosh. Awesome. A shot of a just get right into it. A little never... shot of mezcal. Guys, dry January is over. It's February it's 1st. February. We're going crazy. Not that we even I tried. really. I really tried. Not that we even did dry Jan. We like yeah. saw <laughs> you at the bar one night. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We thought about this. Yeah, that's right. We tried. <laughs> Guys, we're not coming out. We're not drinking tonight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. then, boom. But, you know. It's, it's oh, really I won't fill it up. It's okay. Right. Guys, it's my <laughs> birthday. We're going to go hard. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, as a bartender, like, what's your biggest pet peeve? Or do you have one when you're serving a customer or when you're? Ooh. Um, 
someone orders a Shirley Temple. <laughs> no, no, no. I can, I can still make a kick-ass Shirley Temple. Um, when they ask for it to just look good. Oh, okay. Or they, or they, they don't trust the bartender in the process. Like, okay. if you're going to a proper cocktail bar and you just tell the bartender what you like and what flavor you like and what style of drink you yeah. like, just trust them. That's yeah. literally my favorite part of going out to dinner in like a fancy place that has like a good cocktail menu. I'm like, just surprise me. Like, I yep. like these things. Yeah. I don't want to even look at the menu. Mm-hmm. Just bring me something. I agree. Surprise me because mm-hmm. it's just more fun like that. Yeah. Than I being like vodka soda like <laughs> yeah. 100% and I mean in in today's social media age oh, people yeah. just worry about how their food and drink looks and a lot of it's it's about the ingredient it's about the taste it's about yeah. the profile right so Absolutely. I find that that takes away from it a little bit yeah but. I also find it's the worst when someone says uh what's your cheapest alcohol it's like all right well you're not really here for the experience <laughs> luckily yeah. I haven't worked at a spot like that in a while <laughs> once upon a time maybe I first but. okay so oh what God. we're gonna do is Kay. let's grab those oranges okay okay and you guys can pick one or the other. Traditionally, it's always going to be the um, the worm salt there. Okay. Okay. And then the crickets are on the side, but I just gave you guys kind of a variation to try. Sure. And then it's kind of like sip, bite, sip. Sip, and then exactly. take a bite. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Okay, I might go with the traditional one, I think. Yeah. I think we'll start yeah, with this, and then we'll go with the other one after. So take okay, a I'm sip excited, and guys. Like, yeah, a little sip, see what it tastes like. Okay. Reminds me of my girls' night. Remember I did this with... Yes, that was um, so cute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Cheers. And Happy if you birthday, guys bro. are listening, Happy maybe birthday. just grab a drink and yeah, have a drink why with not? us. Oh, that one's really smoky. Mm, it smells very smoky. Oh, wow. It's got some heat to it. I love that. I didn't have to make a face at all. That was like... Mm. <laughs> That's so that good. That was good. So, mm. so good. Okay. And obviously when you're mm. down there, the oranges are so ripe and so oh perfect. My God. So did you get a lot of like inspiration while you were down there for like c- cool cocktails that you can make and things like that? Well, it's spicy. I've read a lot about this region and, you know, this kind of whole culture. So for me, it was just really cool to be able to go down and see things that I've read in books for a very mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. and find bottles that you can't find here and, um, you know, just dive right in. We definitely uh, ate a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of Mexican food while we were there, obviously. Oh my God. Of course. <laughs> a couple tacos. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's the best so food. Well, too is so famous for their moles and mm-hmm. their enchiladas oh. and... You know, That's delicious. Yeah, yeah Mexico. I'm really excited. Amazing. We're going to Mexico. You're yeah, we too. are. Oh, we're going to Mexico. Oh, guys. <laughs> we're gonna have more content for you when we're, we're in Mexico. Down. So <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we'll have lots of uh, stories and things. So we have so much experience, Cody. You have 10 years plus under your belt at this point. So if someone else was just starting out in the hospitality industry, like what would be some advice that you yeah. would give them? Just find the right place to learn. It's all about who you can learn from. A lot of people all the time ask me, like, where what school did I go to to bartend or you know is there a bartending accreditation and and there are don't get me wrong but the real place to learn is just like dive right in yeah just go work at a super legit spot and like work your way up start as a bar back yeah or a hostess and like learn how the restaurant works and learn about ingredient and you know it's similar to people ask if like we call ourselves mixologists and bartenders and to me there's no difference a bartender a, a mixologist is just a bartender who has a little bit more experience knowing their ingredient and yeah. having that product knowledge and yeah. having that experience, right? 100%. I, I'm still a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there somewhere that you've worked that was pivotal for you in your career? Yeah, for me, it would have been Bar Laurel, Bar which Laurel. used to be the sister restaurant yep. for the Fauna Group. So, oh, yes. Um, so they closed, right? Yeah, they closed oh, during sad. the pandemic, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was really good Lost spot. a lot of good spots in the pandemic. Even, yeah. and I think we're going to see a lot more, to be honest. Yeah, I think oh. so, too. Um, yeah, no, it was just... Uh, Essentially, long story short, I did a lot better in a cocktail competition than I was supposed to. And one of the judges was the gentleman named Matt Millard, who was running 
this bar. And I ultimately got the chance to work for him, uh, wow. which was this cool kind of crazy story. Um, he's a Scottish gentleman, and there was a, a gap between his permanent residency and his, his green card, essentially, where like an eight-week period where you're not supposed to work. And he went across the border to go get some kitchen equipment for the restaurant. He wasn't working, but he went to go pick it up for them. And they flagged him at the border, <gasps> and they shipped him out on the spot. Wow. So back he to Scotland? Yeah. So he, oh got de- he got deported back to the UK. So I get a call from this guy in London, said, hey, this just happened. Um, I know you're really interested in learning. Do you want to go pick up my hours? And the guys there, you're in good hands. Wow. And wow. He literally did like uh, FaceTime bar training sessions with us like, <laughs> from the UK. He was working at this crazy restaurant called um, Bar Swift, which is one of the most famous cocktail bars in the world. Wow. Um, so he was kind of teaching us over that. And there were, you know, a couple other absolute studs on bar that I really... You know, it took yeah. me under the wing, yeah, and I got to cut my teeth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aww. Yeah, yeah. That's, Man, so cool. that's awesome. That was a cool spot. I mean, when we worked there, this is probably going back six, seven years now. I think we were ranked in the top fifty in Canada at the time. Wow. And, um, it was this cool little, cute, you know, culture of yeah. just like you know, a little thirty-seat restaurant that we can just I really have fun with ingredient and have fun. That so way. yeah, being surrounded with people that you can learn from, obviously making mistakes along the way, mm-hmm. asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, so this all seems pretty intimidating for someone who's just starting out, who wants to make some cocktails at home. <laughs> yeah. What are a few like staples that everyone should have in their bar cart or things that, let's say you want to have a cocktail night at home, like what would you suggest That's buying? a good question. Probably a good bourbon. Okay. I'd say a good gin, good tequila and or mezcal. Okay. Um, it's good to have something like Campari or some kind of Amaro, okay. whether it be like Montenegro or Fernet. You can do some fun stuff with that. Um, a good vermouth, like a good dry vermouth and a good sweet vermouth. Then you can start making martinis. things like Negronis and Manhattans. And um, with the dry vermouth, you can be making really nice martinis. Okay. You know, then, then you can kind of go from there. Do you okay. think you have like a signature ingredient that you like to use quite often? No, it's no. always, to me, You're the most different. fun is always trying something trying new that I haven't messed around with. Yeah. What's been one of the like most out there things that you've done with a cocktail or a drink? I accidentally made a horchata once before I knew what it was. What is it? I don't know what that is. <laughs> so um, really popular through Central South America. Essentially, you take like a long grain white rice, soak it in water with sugar and spices. So usually like some vanilla, cinnamon, sometimes mm. like cloves or nutmeg. Okay. Soak it for a couple of days and then you blend it up and run it through a cheesecloth and it comes oh out it comes out like a almost like a like an almond milk but it's made from rice okay. and it smells like chai. So it's uh, almost like a like a bright chai smell to it and I love it. Okay. But And you made was, that by accident? Well, so it was funny. Um, I was getting ready for this cocktail competition. Was messing around with these recipes that I found in a few different books, and that was one of them. And I, it, it was called horchata, but I didn't know what horchata was until I made okay. it, and then I drank it, and then I realized that um, I did some volunteer work down in Guatemala, uh, going back when we were in university, and we were served that every morning. And I just didn't know what it was gotcha. until I made it, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, this is it. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so. Funny. When yeah. you're busting out the cheesecloth, like, yeah, that's pretty intense. this is intense. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's intense. Um, what about this? <laughs> What about like tools and things like what do you usually use? I know there's like the the classic like what is it called the muddler thing. Yeah. Shakers. What else to shake? Do you like to shake or stir your drinks? Stir. Depends. Depends Citrus strings. Drink. strings you shall always be shaking. Okay. Alcohol-based okay. drinks you shall always be stirring, and that just has okay. to do with the dilution point. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but that being said, like you don't need to be pretentious with it. You can get yeah. away with making a cocktail with a mason jar and a spoon at home. <laughs> like, I like that. I've done that like many that. times. Okay. Late, okay. late night, so. 3 a.m. parties, many times with a yeah. with a mason jar. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. You can get really fancy with ice and everything. I've watched a few cocktail things, and they they go crazy with the ice. Oh yeah, when we were running yeah, the program it. at Savannah, we were cutting our ice with a uh, waterproof bandsaw. 
Um, so there's Excuse me? That's, insane. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so it's called directional freezing, and essentially the idea is that you get this clear ice that doesn't really melt, and it's okay. clear all the way through. Like it has no fog. It's like literally exactly. Clear, wow. clear. So when you make ice at home, ice freezes from all sides. So yep. uh, like sediment or like air gets trapped inside the ice. So what we would do is we would take these big 120 liter coolers, put it in a chest freezer. We would take the lid off of it and then fill it with water and then let it freeze for a few Whoa. days. And because it was insulated from the bottom of the sides, it had to freeze from the top down. So it would push all the cloudy bit to the very bottom of the cooler. Okay. You get a solid piece of ice, you flip it, chip the top off, and then you get this beautiful, like, oh clear piece of ice. Oh my gosh. And the, the thinking behind it is, A, it looks good. B, yeah. you can do really cool things, like you can stamp your logo in the top of the ice cube. Oh, that's and, really and, cool. You know, the that's day so of social different. media, yeah. it's free marketing. Yeah. But it's also, when you're, when you're going to these higher end places and you're, people are willing to spend, let's say, 20 to 30 bucks on a cocktail, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you're gonna be really bummed if you get halfway through your cocktail and it's watered down. Yeah. So if you get really high-end ice, it doesn't really melt as fast. It's fast. Yeah, it takes exactly. a while. Okay. So like a good indicator for what us is like if you finish your cocktail and it comes back to the bar and the ice keeps completely intact but the drink's gone, oh, you're like, okay, we're good. That's awesome. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> so so you, cool. you've worked a lot of different events and like maybe like catered to a bunch of different people. Do you mm -hmm. have any like crazy stories of any events that have happened like while you're while you're working? Because you've done weddings and stuff yeah, too, right? Yeah, you've done, done some private like dinner parties are always a lot of fun. Parties. Corporate parties. The biggest one we did last year was we had the catering contract for Maxim Magazine and the Williams Racing Team's party at F1 Weekend in Montreal. Wow. Oh my God, So that so was, um, wow. we came in with 10 bartenders. It was just a cocktail bar. It was a 3,000 person party. Um, wow. T-Pain wow. and Wyclef were the MCs of the night. Like we cool. were bartending. That's so cool. Bartending for the Jays all night. Like it was a, it I was don't a remember seeing that on your Instagram. You were too busy making <laughs> drinks, obviously. Yeah, it was a quick in and out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Oh my yeah. God, that is really cool. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about like the cocktail com competitions that you've done because you've done Made with Love. Yeah. Um, tell us about what that is for people who don't know about cocktail competitions. So I'm actually, I work for Made With Love now. I'm, I'm the regional rep for them now. So I Let's organize go. the Guys, the we didn't add that to our bio for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, his bio is um, going to be like 10 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so Made With Love is unique and cool to Canada in the sense that it's a Canada-wide competition. Uh, pretty much every major city has um, a regional qualifiers, finals, and then it goes to a national finals. Yep. And um, there's a people's choice component to it. Mm -hmm. So the most popular bartender on the night and a judge's component as well. Okay. Um, so pre-pandemic, when we used to throw this event, you know, the first round would have 50 bartenders competing. Wow. And then wow. they would cut it down to 18. Can anyone enter? Pretty much, but wow. you won't keep up pretty yeah, quickly. You know for what sure. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like there trying to make a vodka. So. But you know what? That being said, like, I always tell junior bartenders that that's the best way to learn. Like. Mm -hmm don't feel like you're prepared for it dive right into it and yeah. like, even if you don't do well i've never entered competitions to try to win i've entered yeah. competitions to meet other people and see what other Network. cool bartenders yeah. are doing that mm -hmm. maybe they it's come up fun. with an idea that i don't think of right yeah so um yeah made with love is a lot of fun so i i placed top three in ottawa a couple times and then yeah. insane. Um, insane. <laughs> Legend. yeah it's been Legend. fun though it's so do you fun. prefer competing or working for made with love that's interesting. Um, it, it's different. It's yeah. very different. When you compete, it's a lot of work because you're, yeah. you're coming up with your recipe. You're coming up with your story. You're coming up with your trade show booth, essentially, for the finals. So, like, yeah. the last time I competed, we had all these Christmas trees all over the place, and you had to walk through the Christmas trees to get to my booth, and we made it look Whoa. like you were walking through a forest in northern Quebec to come find my cocktail. It was, wow. like, the whole thing. 
That's a story. Uh, so it's a lot of work it's like behind it, though, right? Experience. Yeah, yeah and it has to be. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, um, people are coming up with terrariums for their cocktails and like so all these crazy. like crazy interactive experiences, right? And it's just one cocktail that you make, correct? Like. So yeah. for Made with Love, when you get to the finals, you make sample cocktails for everybody who comes. That's where the People's okay. Choice component comes in. So it used to be crazy because the Ottawa finals used to have 1,200 people show up. So you oh can't go to, it has to be um, feasible. Like it can't be some cocktail that takes way too long to make. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Or you just have to do all the prep, prep steps ahead before. of time. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the first time I competed, I made the mistake of doing a shaken cocktail. And I said, I'm never going to do that in competition ever again because I had to make cocktails for 1,000 people. Shaking, shaking. Shaking, shaking all shaking, night. Shaking. I, by the end of the night, I was like, I'm Your arm. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I remember don't know working out. <laughs> when I first started working at Joey and I was, was serving and all of the like, head bartenders would like compete at joey and everyone would vote on their drinks and whoever okay. won at joey would go on to enter. talk about the jalas the, yeah well yeah. yeah but they would go on to enter at made with love i okay. think like justin frazier has like done it before yeah a couple yeah, of justin needs to compete, yeah. For sure. yeah 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 so funny so we cool. had we had that similar when i was working at the local public eatery part of the same restaurant group we would compete and then the winners would get to go to Joey Eaton Center to go compete for the company nice. at the Jalas. And that's always a fun event as well. Sweet. It's so funny when you say local public eater. I'm like, yeah. where? Oh, it's local. so funny. Local. I'm, mean local. I'm used to saying that now because yeah. uh, so we're working for Red Bull, everybody has a local in their territory. So we have to yeah. specify uh, which one we're talking about and where it is. So okay. ours would be like local Lansdowne or, you know, you got yeah. local Liberty Village or Gastown yeah. in Vancouver, that kind of thing. We just have spot. the local. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, my the local, local here. Okay, let's talk. Talk a little bit about Red Bull because you've been working there for a while now. Yeah, so just how over did, a year. Yeah, just over a year. So how did you start working there and what drew you to this brand? It happened out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was running Savannah Lounge at the time. I was a beverage director there and didn't really have any plans of leaving. And then um, a good buddy of mine was the Eastern Ontario rep for a long time, uh, Sid Power's boyfriend, uh, Jordy. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. Um, yeah. So he and I used to bartend at local together for years as yeah. well. And um, every time he came back to Ottawa and visited, he kind of put in my ear a little bit and we would chat about it. And it was, yeah, it was always hypothetical. And then one day I get a call and they say, hey, we're coming down and we're doing interviews uh, in Ottawa. Do you at least want to have a chat? Yeah. They reached out to you. It was kind of back and forth a little bit. Yeah, they were like, yeah, you, maybe you should throw your name into the hat. Yeah. And um, I honestly initially took the interview just to be interviewed because I was so used to interviewing other people for restaurant positions for so long. Yeah. I was like, I want to see if I still got it and get put in the hot seat and see yeah. if I do well in an interview setting okay. kind of thing. And, and then you crushed it, obviously. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Now you have this amazing fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Supplying all the Red Bull to yeah. everybody. Yeah. That's but awesome. But it's been fun. It's an incredibly fun culture and brand to work for. And um, a lot of people are surprised that we're essentially the size of a startup in Canada. Like yeah. when I started with the company, we were at maybe 130 employees. Now we're closer to 200. But wow. still, when you're talking about like a major beverage brand, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than that, right? Yeah. My I first day, I walked too. in the office and the president of Red Bull Canada is like, hey, Cody, what's up? Like, nice yeah. to meet you. And I'm like, you should what? know who I am. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So, so it's a, it's an intimate group like that. And it's yeah. great. I remember like meeting girls that would get to drive the like Red Bull car. And I always <laughs> thought they were like the, the coolest girls. <laughs> I always wanted Cooper to drive yeah, the they Red still Bull got car. They still have those. Yeah. That oh is God, the coolest job. So, so, so I love cool. that. Um, what, I'm just curious. Like, Red Bull's obviously company culture must be so different than any other place. And how is it different? Like, can you tell us a little bit about the company culture? So a lot of like-minded people, I think. Okay. You know, just a lot of high-performing individuals. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of very different people in the company. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you get to kind of just be yourself. Yeah. And they really pride themselves on that. Like, I would show up to an interview or, a, like, an appointment like this or a yeah. meeting like this. You're not putting yeah. on a show for anyone. No, just 100% it's, yourself. it's organic, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, they expect us to make mistakes along the way, and 
that's totally okay and they expect yeah. us to learn from those mistakes and you know keep grinding okay. so, yeah. can you tell us maybe about a really memorable event that you've done while working for red bull so far we do Ooh. some crazy ass things yeah we, we had some yeah. fun ones last year or any um, on the docket coming up that you're excited about my favorite last year was it was the 10th anniversary of joyride in whistler um joyride Ooh. is the big um, freestyle mountain biking competition yes. that's known as kind of like the that. world championship yeah so i got to bring that's some so clients cool. out from ottawa so cool. and we got to hang out for the weekend and you know actually we got to see like reagan and zamir and austin wow. was there and got to hang out with them on the what patio so, yeah, it was good. just chugging red bulls <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a good time <laughs> so what would you say is the best part about working at red bull besides obviously red bull <laughs> you probably get every time we have a party sorry this is a side but we just <laughs> no we're just like this is awesome we get to try all these new red bull yeah. flavors and it's just it's literally last time get a friend college. that works at red bull i gotta give you i bought red bull and then i show up and you had all your red bull i'm like why did i bring red yeah bull? we bought red bull we're like <laughs> and i knew cody it's like we Should have Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, definitely got a friend that works at Red Bull. Um, yeah, yeah what's one of the best parts about working at Red Bull, would you say? Just the day-to-day -day schedule. I mean, yeah. I, I essentially write my own hours in a lot of ways. That's you know, nice. my directors in Vancouver, my my direct managers in Toronto, and it's very much here's your budget, here's your territory, get it done. Yeah, Make sure you freedom. get your work done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can segment my days however I want as long as I get my stuff done. I don't know. So that's kind of nice to have that freedom. And I'm sure it's a lot of travel too. It is for me. I mean, depending on what region you're in, right? Okay. So I've got Ontario East, so I travel a little bit more than the rest of the team. Yeah. But it's fun to kind of go up to North Bay and Sudbury every now and then. And yeah. I have to go over to Belleville and Kingston. I get to go have fun in Kingston. And it, yeah, that's it not too far. Allows me, you know what, of anything last year, it was the opportunity to be able to explore Canada a little bit more. Yeah. I've done a lot yeah, of it as a kid, but yeah. professionally, it was cool to be able to, like, we were in Whistler twice, Vancouver twice, like Halifax twice, like Quebec City, Montreal, like, basically, like, hit every big city for cities. events and stuff yeah. like that right so it's kind of fun to be able to go in there for let's say three four days and experience the city and and do it in a red bull way too absolutely okay. so awesome. do you find it hard to like maintain a routine while you're working in all these different places you're obviously driving you're traveling or you're making your own hours so how does that affect your day-to-day -day? i definitely have to prioritize things in a certain way and make sure that i i stay on top of everything yeah yeah um but that being said, like if I know that I have a you know a consulting contract coming up or a catering contract coming yeah. up, I just have to make sure that I have that availability. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just all about balance at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's make some make drinks. Some we're gonna make yeah. some more drinks. We're make some drinks. All right. We're gonna have some fun here. Okay. So step one, there's gonna be a little metal measuring cup in front there. Okay. Have you grab it? Oh, right here. Oh, the jigger. Right there. Cool. So this is called the jigger. Okay. So see those lines on the inside? Yep. The top line on the inside is three quarters of an ounce. Okay. Then underneath you got half an ounce. See the measurements? Yep. If you go flat, that's going to be one. Okay. Cool. So, first step. Let's go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. You're going to do an ounce and a half. Okay. We should have brought spouts, you guys. What were you thinking? I've got spouts. I just, you know. Yeah, so just roll it up the all the way? No, just that line on the inside there. Yeah. What a good Perfect. pour, Romina. And now I'll grab the bottle from you into the glass. I'm like, what glass? <laughs> There we go. Okay. One cool. and a half. No, that was oh. one and a half. Oh. Sorry, I flipped it to the other side. Okay. So I'm just going to grab your glass there. Perfect. That mezcal is so yummy. There we go. Yeah, smoky and good. Uh, and now you. Oh. Highly recommend, okay. but you can only get it in Mexico. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Do that for you. Yum. Doing one-handed bartending here. Mm. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> I love it. Look at all the skills. Add that to your resume. Yeah, literally. Right. Oh, other side? No, Step good. two. Okay. Tequila. Whoa. Getting and drunk. Tequila. Yeah, so tequila is going to be a little bit more vegetal, a little less smoky, so it just brightens yeah. it up a little bit. 
So and this tequila is. We're using Altos today. Okay. I don't think I've ever had this tequila. Nothing, nothing crazy fancy, you, you but you can it, get this at LCBO. Yeah, one okay. of the best bang for your buck. 100%. Okay, I didn't know that. So Alto. It's better than 818. 818 is oh, just yeah, trash. Is. Yeah, what's, can you, do, okay. you agree? Do you, um, do you agree? So do you think those, any I of those celebrity, any of those celebrity, like, tequilas are any good? Or any celebrity brand alcohol? Most tequila is just all branding. Okay. It's yeah. all branding. It's all marketing. Um, I don't mind Casamigos, some of them. But okay. again, for the price that you're paying. It's expensive. It's expensive. Um, you get something better. I would rather grab, like, an Altos or... Um, like an 1800, some of those aren't bad. Oh, okay, 1800, um, not bad. Terra you know what? The Rock Tequila. Yes, I was about to say that. We love it. It's actually good really good. It's yeah. really good. Okay, I actually Five. like that one. For the price that you're paying too, yeah. it's. Yeah. So my staff blind tasted me because we had this Ooh, argument. Terra versus Casamigos head to head. Okay. And I was shocked, but Terra kicked its ass. Let's kicked its I mean, ass. It's, it's cheaper, right? It's yeah, like 60 it's versus like 80. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So look at this beautiful pink. Chips. We're going wow. three juice? quarters of an ounce of fresh grapefruit juice. Wow, wow. fresh, squeeze it fresh, guys. Absolutely, we're like getting the royal treatment over here <laughs> for my birthday. Okay, it's Wait, also Tasha's birthday. birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Half an ounce. We uh, share birthdays now. <laughs> I've always wanted a summer birthday, so you, this and I've a summer birthday. Yeah, a winter, winter birthday. birthday. Is like it's gonna be like minus 30 on your birthday. Yeah, it's not gonna be. We're gonna have to warm up with oh, triple. Maybe you'll get to go skating yeah. on the old canal. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Okay, half an ounce of lime juice. Okay, so we've got hey. grapefruit juice, lime juice, some mezcal, I made a really cool tequila. orange blossom honey Guys, syrup. He let us try this before we recorded. It's so good. Okay, so tell us good. how you make orange blossom syrup. Yeah. So you take a scale. Okay. Um, you go two to one honey to water, and then just melt it down. Okay. So super simple, super easy. Something like a honey syrup, it's all just going to be about, again, the quality of the product. Um, I just used really nice honey that I got from, uh, it was given to me. A really nice bee. Yeah, exactly. Great bees. <laughs> um, orange bitters. So think of it as like the salt and pepper you drink. Yeah. So bitters yeah. is just a concentrate. I've never seen this bitter. I've only used the August the, yeah. Augusta. Or Augusta. Angostura. Angostura. Fine. Yeah. So that one's going to be a little bit more spice. This is an orange bitters. Okay, uh, Reagan's see. is the brand. And that's. Reagan. Oh, love Reagan's. Oh, I Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out. Reagan. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so we got all that. Do we need this? No. No, we're going to do a little bit of soda. Okay. Oh, this is like fancy. This is so satisfying to watch you do this. I know. I'm like, <laughs> this is really fun. I mean, can we okay. always record here? Yeah, yeah I mean, literally anytime. every, do every cocktail, time. It's cocktail videos be, anytime. Now we'll grab the cool. mint. Okay. We're going to do a little stir. Wow. Normally I would shake this, but that's a lot of work. So no, we're just here we are. No shaking today. No, no shaking. No shaking. A little stir. The beautiful spoon with the pineapple on the tip. I'm obsessed with I it. I know. I love it's it. So cute. Where is this from? Um, this you can get at actually Cocktail Kingdom. This was a gift from a good friend of mine, Ryan, who actually I was down in Oaxaca with. Nice. Um, shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan. Great shout bartender. Out. A little taste. Oh. Just how we drew it up. Okay. A little love bit it. of mint. You can use like rosemary in this too. I kind of like to pair with uh, with mezcal, but mint works mm. just fine. Yeah, bundle it up like a little bouquet. Make it smell Whoa, like that. Oh, yeah, I remember when I... Give it a little, a little slap. Got to slap the mint before you, you put it in. Got to slap the mint. Oh, my God. Spank the mint. Throwback. Spank the mint. One of these, one of those. That's awesome. Quite the bouquet. You know what I love is like those aprons that you guys wear when you're working. Like the stack over there against I, the wall. I love those yeah, aprons. Those are cool. They're so cool. 
That's legit. That's you know you're at a good spot when mm-hmm. the bartenders are wearing aprons. Like you're like, oh yeah. Okay. And I kind of like using one because then I don't have to worry about getting my white shirt all yeah. messed up. Yeah, so many pockets on it too. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have all your tools. Just walls. like this. Wow. I'm grab a little paper straw action these here. These are adorable. Oh my god. Wait, they're, these are cool. Oh they god. look like little wood pieces. Okay. Like little bamboo sticks. And just like that, there and you go. Cheers. Cheers. Nice Happy Saturday. Wow. Cheers. On a Happy birthday, Romina. <laughs> on a Wednesday. Saturday on a Wednesday. It's always Saturday in this house. Mm. Oh my God, that's so good. Oh my God, that's Holy moly. so good. You know what nice I love tasty. about it too? It's not too sweet. I don't like like really no, sweet cocktails. I really like using honey in cocktails for that reason. Mm. It's got a little bit more depth to it. It's not like an artificial sweet taste to it. Yeah. yeah. This is delicious. Yeah, that was so, so easy good. too. So so easy. Sometimes yeah, I feel like making drinks can be really intimidating for a lot of people. I think, and yeah. it's just like you just gotta try, you just gotta experiment. Hundred percent. It's as easy as following a recipe. I, I think the biggest difference is just making sure you have good ingredient. Yeah. yeah. You know, like don't buy lime juice that's in a bottle. That's just yeah. You know, is that like rule you can't number do that. one? Yeah. Most ninety percent of people who are making drinks at home are gonna do that. Yeah. But when it's pasteurized citrus, it that defeats the whole purpose of it because okay. you want the citrus for the acidity, not for the sour taste, right? Yes. So when you pasteurize it, you get all the sour and none of the acid. And so it doesn't really balance out the cocktail the way that's supposed to. Wow. So then when you also are making like sours, do you, mm-hmm. would you say you absolutely need egg white? You don't have to. No. You can use chickpea water. What? Oh. Uh, What's what? It's a cool vegan option that does the exact same thing as an egg white. Like the chickpea water in the can? Yeah, exactly. You just really? use that? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I it's I called agree aqua, with you. aquafaba. Then okay. we, we use it if you, somebody's vegan or vegetarian or they just don't want an egg in their cocktail. It, it's an so easy. So people sub. get really weirded out by it. Yeah. But you don't taste like you, you don't taste, taste that. It's like just to make that. They do until right? the bartender explains if they're doing their job. They'll explain that when you shake a raw egg with alcohol, it pasteurizes the egg, so you can't get sick from an egg. Yeah. You yeah. can't get sick from a raw egg in a cocktail. It's impossible. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay, let's talk about your new restaurant that's opening. Okay. So, as if this guy isn't busy enough, he's opening up his own restaurant. (laughs) God damn, I feel like you were just like all over the place. I feel like that is like the next play for you, though. I feel like that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah, I feel like this is your purpose. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm going to be staying on as kind of a silent investor, silent partner, so I can stay at Red Bull. Okay. So, that's, that's kind of the goal right now. We're actually opening a second spot. So the first spot I told you guys about that was supposed to be um, a hotel basement speakeasy, we decided to delay that by two years to wait until the hotel is going to be finished. But the same ownership group has given us a second space that we're going to be opening in June. So it's going to be a seven, so soon. 70 seat cocktail bar. It's under construction. 70? Right that's now. quite big. Yeah, it's a bigger spot. Where, can you so. tell us whereabouts in Ottawa it is? Not yet. You'll see. Okay. Down here, though. Down here. Downtown. Downtown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And tell us about like the vibe of the restaurant that you guys yeah. are going for, if you can. So this, yeah, absolutely. We're we're still talking about concept, but it's okay. it, we're going to probably be going like Art Deco style, super contemporary. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going kind of outside the box and artistic with a lot of the cocktails. Okay. You might see a cocktail list that's based around the artwork in the room um, or some of the interior design. We're going to play into that with the glassware. We're looking at maybe sourcing some like blown glass glassware. This already sounds like the coolest spot in Ottawa. Yeah, like this. We We may have to record there. And I can't (laughs) talk about it yet, but we we are in the middle of locking down two of the best bartenders in the city that I'm really excited about to run the place to. So award award winning bartenders who have won big, big competitions and really know their stuff. And some some good friends of mine. You might. 
but Ooh. Maybe, oh maybe talk about it off screen we'll see oh my god <laughs> cool. i'm really excited yeah. um okay so tell us like kind of what went behind this like how did this even get started were you just in the right room with the right people were you that was exactly it yeah you're very lucky you're lucky boy syndrome you have lucky boy syndrome over here he's just like i just uh no, it's all about networking. It's all about building relationships with people, right? Okay. I, I was of fortunate course. to have some contacts in the industry who knew that this was a, a long-time goal of mine. Yeah. Um, almost pulled the trigger on a couple projects during the pandemic, and the timing just wasn't right. And yeah. Yeah. this finally seems like the right group at the right time, and nice. we have the right financial backing. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Sweet. Yeah. So, as a um, more of a silent partner, do you still have a lot of say in like a lot of the creative aspects of it? Yeah, that's essentially going to be my role. Sweet. I'll kind of be the eyes and ears on the program. The the guys that we're, we're bringing on as partners are very much, it's going to be their program and they're going to run yeah. it. But I'll kind of be the the middleman between the finance group and the ownership group and, and the operating group. And, you know, yeah, I won't be there every day by any means because I'm going to be yeah. on the road with Red Bull. But I'll be kind of that sounding board to be able to provide my opinion. Like um, creative. Yeah, exactly. And I'll help with cocktails. the wine list as well. Yeah. I'll probably be the one to write out the wine list as well. So. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of a lot of restaurants open up in Ottawa here and there. So how do you plan on like differentiating this restaurant in comparison to the next new spot down the road? Yeah. What's Again, it's all about expertise. Out? It's okay. about bringing bringing in the right people yeah. um, the right who really know their stuff. And yep. um, a lot of people will say that most restaurants fail because the the market is saturated, and it is. Don't get me wrong. And margins are razor thin. And uh, we always joke that if you want to make money, just don't go into restaurants. Just don't, <laughs> just don't do it. It's all, it's got to be a passion project. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest differentiator is just having people coming in who know what their costs are and know what their margins are and know yeah. how to actually make it a profitable business yeah. and be able to di- uh, differentiate ourselves conceptually that way too. And you know. I think too being in Ottawa, like if you're in New York, it's really hard to stand out because there's so many of those kinds mm-hmm. of restaurants. In Ottawa, we're lacking that like yeah. finesse restaurant. That there's only a few restaurants that can even. Ottawa's got a cool yeah. scene coming up, though. I know. That's I'll what argue, I'm saying, I'll argue that any day. So that's what I'm saying, though. I feel like it's the perfect time right now to open up a yeah. restaurant in Ottawa because we're starting to match, get these match Toronto, spots. finally. Yeah. Like, we're having these cool spots, and I feel like... As much as we love local, gap. it's like we want like we want to go somewhere different sometimes, yeah. you know? Like well, the, the unique thing about Ottawa, uh, as you guys know, it, it can be a, a, a very delicate market in the sense it, it takes a lot to really excite the people living out in the suburbs to come out and really try yeah. it and, yeah, and be willing true. to drive downtown mm-hmm. for essentially destination yep. dining right um From most people like yeah. being in their canada and their orleans <laughs> Bar and, Haven. you know yeah, yeah it's quite far. they also like their consistency they like what they know right ottawa is yeah. one of the only major cities in canada where corporate restaurants tend to be the image accounts you go to okay. montreal you don't really hear about corporate restaurants being like the big image accounts. You're a little right. bit in Vancouver, but Vancouver also has all these amazing Michelin star restaurants, yep. right? Yeah. And cocktail bars. And, and their culture there, I think, is a little bit more polished than ours because it's, it's been driving towards that for a long time. Yep. Ottawa's got a lot of, very much a, a newer scene when you're talking about the cocktail culture and the fine dining culture. And you don't get me wrong, there's always been those staples that have been around for 20, 30 years, let's say, but it's only been within the last five, 10 years, I think, that you see all these new kind of fun places popping up and yeah. really Definitely. getting people excited about it. I'm glad that like it's happening when we're at like the perfect age where it's right? like, we're <laughs> creeping into our 30s, yeah. we have more money now, so we can do the fine dining experience. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go to like you know, liquor store and green room anymore because we can't, <laughs> so it's so true. not here anymore. Yeah, you're here coming up at the perfect time. Yeah, Thank you. that's awesome. <laughs> no, 100%. And so if you were to explain to someone, like, let's say, like, I want to open a restaurant and mm. I have no idea what I'm doing, like, what really goes into opening up Hire a restaurant? Hire me. <laughs> 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 well, 
Hospitablenickel.com. No, it's a lot of moving. It's a lot of moving parts. I think the people who have more, the most success in the industry are people who have done it forever. Yep. And that's just Experience. what they know and that's yeah. their career. And because even every single place that I've worked at in the last 10 years, I've learned something different at every single place. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning a whole lot. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, you how always have to have that mentality where if I'm not learning in an environment, then I'm not in the right environment because yeah. there's always something new to learn in, in the industry. Absolutely. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Like I'm a firm that. believer of that. Okay, so speaking of challenges, what do you think, what challenges do you think you're going to face, like, with this restaurant, and even just with the hospitality industry as a whole? Like, do you expect any challenges? I know the pandemic is also difficult, right now. Yeah. obviously. I still get two to three calls a week of operators asking if I want to get back into the restaurant industry, okay. if I have friends that do, if I know a bartender or a bar manager Staffing or general Staffing is manager. really hard right now, right? The, lab the labor market is really hurting right now. What's going on with that? Like, where, where are all the people, like... Like I think the pandemic, um, it shed light on a lot of pay scale issues. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there needs to be a, a lot more equality between front of house and back of house, I mm. think is a big thing. Yeah. It was sad that some of my friends who are some of the best chefs in the city would come to me and say, I'm going to go be, I don't know, a UPS driver. Yeah. Um, because yeah. all of a sudden I can make the same amount of money I was making in the kitchen anyways. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I get my nights and my weekends off. So that's what I was going to say. Burnout rate, I feel like in the hospitality the industry, yeah. industry is oh my God, like yeah, exponential. For sure. you know, Working for Red Bull is the first time in my 10-year career that I have nights and weekends off. Yeah. If that's we, if, uh, pretty rare in the industry. If we're going back a year, we wouldn't be able to do this right now because yeah. I'd be on the bar. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember like there'd be times when I'd be working at places to like three in the morning and then I'm opening the next morning at like 10, 11 a.m. So it's oh, like you're yeah. going home, sleeping six hours, waking up and like doing it's it all tough. over again. Especially really in fine dining, out. there's still this mentality that, yep. you know, you go in at one or two in the afternoon and that's when you start your prep shift on bar. Um, you know, the doors open at five. You need to have all your stuff ready to go by five. Yep. You bust your ass until 1 a.m., let's say. By the time you tear down, it's 2, 2.30. Maybe you have a drink day. with your coworkers, which yep. is very easy to do at the end of that yeah. kind of shift. Yeah. And then you do I'm it all lying. over the next day, right? We literally talked about this in a couple episodes ago about how there was a, a article that was published, I think, in Vox or something. And it was just talking about how, like, fine dining as a whole is just unsustainable. And the way that it's projecting now with, like, the price of food, the burnout rates in, among the people who work there, it's yep. just not sustainable. Like, something needs to change. And people, frankly, aren't willing to pay, like, $500 for, like, some Michelin star, like, tiny little meal. And the yep. people that are maybe don't really care as much about the experience. No, 100%. And so it's, like, something needs to change. And I think... You brought a good point about sometimes like it doesn't need to be a stuck up like we can go eat no. really good food and not mm -hmm. have to be like this like stuck up experience of like you can wear what you're wearing and yeah. go to a Michelin star restaurant. Why do I have to like feel like it's not my place to go there? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Make it more. You don't look a certain way. Yeah. That was one of my favorite culture things about Laurel specifically and, and John, the chef owner um, there in Fauna. Um, that was always something that he said that really stuck with me. It was that he, he always said, I, I want to own a restaurant where you could show up with a T-shirt and spend $700 on dinner if you want to. See, that's what that. I'm talking about. So yeah. it's like it, it doesn't need to be this white tablecloth, pretentious kind of bullshit around celebrating really good food. That's you know? what I'm, I'm saying. Like, I feel like, yeah, I want to go eat some good food. I don't want the, the waiter to like. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that being said, when you talk about a lot of these cool new school restaurants popping up in Ottawa, yeah. you know, like the Arlo's of the world and like the stolen goods of the world yeah. and mm. 
Um, we still have to you know, I put I put fauna in there as well, where like you don't necessarily have to show up in a suit. Like I like I love know? that. I yeah. honestly like that to take the pressure off. Like I don't yeah. want to have to wear heels. Yeah. To, like like I can wear heels and I can look yeah. good, but I'm not expected to. to. Yeah. You'll see that with uniforms too. Like slowly, very like subtly, you'll notice that like you go to Riviera, the servers are all wearing jeans now. Yeah, it's so are true. they? Yeah. Wow, they're wearing black jeans. Nice. They wear short sleeve dress. They wear short sleeve, you know, button down shirts. Yeah, and aprons, I work at know. a place now where I can wear jeans or even like black leggings, and it's just like just being comfortable. Like yeah. I'm just yeah. in a better mood, yeah. and it's just like I'm having a better shift, and I'm you're not wearing like a tiny tight little dress where I like don't feel really comfortable. Yeah. You're uncomfortable. Like the clients are feeling uncomfortable, customers, yeah. and like yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And okay, so speaking of restaurants in Ottawa, like right now, what would you say is one of your favorite restaurants to go to, or is there one that you haven't tried yet that you'd really like to go to? There's always ones that I haven't tried that i'd like to atelier is a big one for me oh yes um, i heard they have them. like a balloon that you can like yeah it's eat. a helium dessert yeah mark okay. Ma- i mean mark lapine is one of the most famous Atelier. chefs in the city and they've mm-hmm. been they've been doing some really cool things over there um my favorite spot right now that i go to is called les vilains garçons on the gatineau side Oh. Les uh, the, the bad boys is the translation Whoa. Les and it's these three chefs uh, who change the menu every day it's a chalkboard it's like Dude. tapas style okay, you yes, pay by the that. plate like there aren't individual prices beside the plates mm-hmm. so you buy like I don't know it's like three plates for like 35 bucks or you can get the five plates for whatever oh, wow. so you get to try all this new stuff and Every time you go, there's different dishes on the menu, so it's never have the you, same experience. Have you ever been so to cool. Wellington Gastro Pub? No, I haven't yet. It's same concept. Yeah. So every okay. day they have five apps, five mains, and five desserts. It's different every single day. They switch up ingredients. I love that. Absolutely no, like, um, like you can't do any, if you have any allergies like, or restrictions, yeah, like, sorry, we're not changing anything. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. Okay. I love but it's, it's like a really, like, chill spot. It's kind of like pub vibes. Mm-hmm. But the food is spectacular. And the service, even though, like, they're dressed like in jeans, it's really chill. But it's the kind of place where if I put my napkin down and I go to the bathroom, I come back and it's, like, folded for me on wow. the side. Like, it's the just, best. like, yeah. really good service and just a really good time. You should it just go. takes having a really dialed culture and really dialed staff to be able to execute mm-hmm. that, right? I love Feyre's. Like, you just because it's like Middle Eastern. And yeah. like, I still haven't been there since they moved to the new location. Okay, okay, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I really, really love that spot. I just, it feels like home, but like elevated, you know? Like yeah. they bring those yeah. like Persian cuisine. But North like and Navy is like that for me. North, North and Navy is so good. I've actually too. never been to North Oh my God, Navy. it's so good. Yeah, it feels like good someone's spot. house, like, yeah. The atmosphere no, feels wait, like someone's home. I've been to North and you Navy. Have? Yes, 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 yes. And what's the one across from it? That's like also tapas. Starts with an M. That's a good question. Ooh, know. what's it called? It's gonna bother me. I don't know. Me. I know that North and Navy has Cantina Gia as well, but yeah, that's yeah. over. Yeah. That, I haven't uh, been there Glee. yet. I've been. I've been meaning. Apparently, to it's there. just like a more casual version of North and Navy. Okay. So I've got a couple buddies that actually say that they prefer it over North and Navy, just okay. in terms wow. of aesthetics and in terms of atmosphere. I have to try that out too. Yeah, yeah there's a really good tapas spot literally right across the street from North and Navy. That's also really good. I've never and heard they, of it. If they, if I'll check it out. They'll adjust anything that's opposite of Well and Gastro Pub. So yeah. if there's something on the menu and they're like, oh, but I'm actually like dairy free or I'm vegetarian, they're like, you know what? We'll fix it. We'll uh, get you something really yes. similar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I can appreciate that. Like, it's about your guest's experience to tell them that, no, you can't have something because there's a nut on it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just take the nuts off. Like, yeah. I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Chris <laughs> Allen. Holy <laughs> 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 gosh. Okay, so speaking of um, yeah. restaurants and bars, like, mm-hmm. what is, what is there, um, would you say there's something that Ottawa is missing that we need to have, like, for different bars or restaurants? What's something that we're missing? For the consumer market to be more excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> people okay. like how to do complain. We get it? How do we get people hyped People up? always like to complain about whatever Ottawa lacks, whether yeah. it's boring or whatever, no but then they're not the people that so, they also don't support the industry or they yeah. don't support the local scene. Yeah. How do we so, hype like, up 
Go to more cool. concerts. Go to more local shows. You know what I mean? Be more fun, Ottawa. For you, yeah. yeah. Like, come it's on. Just and, like, just because it's winter doesn't mean you have to go hide. Just come, yeah. go out you a little bit. You can still go hide. Just go hide at the place that's making you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know what we should, like, I'm going to, like, now I'm saying this out loud. In 2023, like, I want to go to at least, like, 10 new spots this year that, like, I've never We should make a to. list of places. Like, once a month. Mm-hmm. For the once rest a of month. The year. Actually, me and my friends at wh- where I used to work, we were all foodies and so once a month we would actually pick one spot yeah. we wanted to go in Ottawa we had a we had a spreadsheet Let's do yeah. and we had each like places we wanted to go and each person got to pick one spot a month yes. that's the best experience and it was so fun we got to try so many new restaurants we in should Ottawa. do that with the girls and when you, you when you go out with people with that mentality too you end up just trying a whole number of different dishes on the menu all, because so everybody just wants to share exactly yeah. we'd all order everything. stuff and like everyone yeah. would share so we got to experience the restaurant like yeah. fully we might hit you up for a list of yeah. like recos anytime so we might actually post that list on the yeah. pod account okay guys and I love with this, on. as long <laughs> and with this recipe because it's really good yeah we yeah, can do that too amazing. for sure it's really really good um okay so just like speaking we were talking about how like fine dining and just like the industry as a whole has a lot of burnout mm-hmm. how do you kind of prevent burnout just in yourself and then also how do you maintain kind of like a work-life balance like I don't know if day. I have much of a work-life balance. That's <laughs> the goal. That's, well, that's what the happens goal. when you have like yeah. 10 th- different things on the go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a bit of a workaholic, so yeah. I, I just have to remind myself that the, you know, I have to balance that out and, yeah. and spend some me time and do things like hang out with you guys. And, yeah. you Aww, know. friends. Um, Such a treat. Yeah, in terms of trying to stay away from burnout, I think in the past I was notorious for cyclically burning out always yeah i would always grind the 80 hour weeks burn out reset do it again oh when we're, yeah when i was working at savannah and um even when i worked at local because i'd be bartending at laurel on the side sometimes yeah. i was you know i ended up working six seven nights a week kind of thing sometimes For um, sure. i think it's just a matter of recognizing that and, and just focusing on that sustainability yeah you know it's it's not especially now that we're getting older like i find like i could do that in my yeah. early 20s and now the recovery 100%. period is longer so like you could you, you can grind 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 burn out but then you're not going to come back quickly yeah like it's going to take no, a while 100%. to recover so you have to think of like even now like i used to be able to bang out a 16-hour bar shift and be good to go the next day and now yeah. i work like a 12-hour wedding shift and i come oh home and my body's like just aching yeah. just aching yeah. oh yeah because like if I do all the prep here or at a prep kitchen, then we load up all the catering stuff into our trucks, go to the event, set up for the wedding, yeah. bartend the wedding until let's say one, two a.m. Then we got to tear Clean everything up, down, and up. nothing's even cleaned yet at that point. So then we got to come home and either do it that night or do it the next morning. So now you're talking about another four hours of cleaning on top of that. Oh my god, that's so, so it, long. It, wow. it adds up real quick, right? When I was working at like a couple of different places, the longest I worked in a row without having a day off was 21 days. Was that at Joey? I was working at Joey in Moscow. At Moscow, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, now man. it's Joey, but yeah. yeah, 21 days. We did a guest bar shift there so a few weeks ago. At Joey? <laughs> How was that? It was fun. It was all right. Dude, we yeah. went there for the agency um, I don't remember launch it. party. <laughs> oh, really? It was got, so fun. That was a crazy night, guys. And it was just like, we saw the videos, we're like, it looked fun. <laughs> Just partying with a bunch of real estate agents. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Mauricio. Mauricio. Umanski. Yeah, Yeah, it was a good time. Honestly, no, Moscow in its prime, like back in 2014, like Mm -hmm. that was like a really cool concept. Had like the upstairs too. Has the upstairs. It's very like European, like vibes with art everywhere. Like cocktailist when it first opened was so good. The food was so different. And then it slowly, you know, took a turn. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that group 
they they do what they know, right? And that's yeah. a very uh, a nightclub driven group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, all the other venues that they own are very nightclub driven, yeah. bottle service driven. Well, right? we so. love Waverly, so we're a fan <laughs> of, <laughs> of them. <laughs> even I mean, even when I ran Waverly, um, like they brought me in as a restaurant guy to do a really cool beer list and a cocktail list and, and all that. Yeah. And very quickly decided that they wanted to revert the culture back to nightlife, which wasn't yeah. really my. Ultimately, that's why I left because that just yeah. wasn't. You're not a kind of guy. No, like it's fun to do those shifts every now and then, but yeah. it's it's repetitive or yeah. it can be repetitive. Especially when it's like your passion, so yeah, it's like exactly. you're not you're not really in it for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those them. guys are opening up a couple new venues downtown though that really? I'm a excited about. Dream yeah, Mind? yeah. So the old Mercury Lounge, um, they just bought. Yeah. So really? the upstairs is going to be called Berlin. It's going to be a German techno club. Finally, and I feel like we're missing. Cool. Like, I feel like the nightlife in Ottawa could improve. Like, for sure. Yeah. Club. Cody, have you been to City at night? Yeah. yeah, they're one of my favorite accounts like to work with. Yeah, I've yeah. never been there. So I really fun. need to go. The, the to owners go are amazing. Yeah, they're could. some of my favorite owners that I work with for on the Red Bull they side. They don't have a DJ that night. I tried to actually book it. They don't have a DJ on a Saturday I know. Night. They have Cody, it no, they probably have them. a DJ. We should go. For my they just day. wouldn't have a headliner. They probably have a house DJ, yeah. but their house DJs are still some okay. of the best techno yeah. DJs in the city. Yeah. Wow. Even their managers all work for like production agencies and yeah. Okay. Well, the culture. The culture. Cool. Like, we know Cody. Hello. Hi. Oh yeah. Hit me up. We'll, we'll get you. We know Cody. <laughs> we'll come, I'll come party with you guys. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna end with a little bang, Mary kill. <gasps> yes. Because okay. we just love that on this okay. show. Okay. So. Okay. Are you ready? Go. So yeah. bang, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Vodka, tequila, gin. Bang, Mary, kill, vodka, tequila, gin. Yeah. I didn't put whiskey in there because I knew you'd No, that's fine. Whiskey. No, no, no. I probably wouldn't, actually. Okay, um, well. We're going to kill vodka. It's As a vodka girl? I'm I mean, no, but like, <laughs> it just, just doesn't, doesn't taste have, like anything. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm going to drink vodka sodas when I'm going out, but that's <laughs> really? because it doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> yeah, fair, okay, fair, um, fair, fair, fair. I would fuck tequila because you know that's going to be a wild time. Bang. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then I guess I have to marry Jen, which is fine. I can marry Jen. Yeah, okay. long-standing relationship with Jen. Yeah, I can have a long. I feel like you don't like Jen. Jen. I would immediately kill Jen. Could you, if you had to substitute something, like if you, I don't know, is there something that we missed that you? Could I mean, I'd probably substitute? marry Mezcal. Mezcal's Mezcal. so good. If you swap, if you swap, if you swap Mezcal for tequila, I'd probably be, yeah. yeah. Mezcal's be really good, guys. Yeah. It might be yeah. my favorite. I need to get on the Mezcal. It, yeah, I think too. it's probably my favorite. My favorite bottle of all time, though, is actually a bottle of gin. It's called Isles of Harris. Oh. costs like 100 bucks. It's made from seaweed in what? the Scottish islands. Yeah, really cool. Wow. Um, and it tastes like this like really cool kind of sweet salt water that's okay, just brilliant that. in a martini. Okay, I'm going oh, <gasps> to... Martinis? Okay, yeah. guys, we're going to get that. We have so many new ideas now. Okay, what you. mezcal would you recommend for someone? Because you can't get this one, obviously. You got this. So the- you can get a different Del Maguey product at the LCBO. Okay. So just not that bottle, but they do have one bottle now on the shelf so for we'll the first time it. ever. We'll so. link this like in the... Somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> if you can't get that one, I really like Sombra is a really good one. Agua Santa is a really good one. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong. There's the Mezcal Verde, which tastes almost more like a gin. Okay. Um, but again, they're all so totally different. Okay. Right? So. Cody Nickel, you're a wealth of knowledge. This is so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us your time, your energy, your drinks. Your this knowledge. has been so much fun. Hey, seriously. This is so Thanks much for having fun. me. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, guys. guys, we're going to definitely do this again. Hell yeah. A couple brother. more cocktails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye.